Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. For much of our discussion, which began in July 2018, we have confined our analysis to boys and men. Today, as we look ahead to Banyana Banyana's maiden World Cup appearance in France in June, we ask whether girls are being afforded enough opportunity to play football. Is SAFA's talent identification pipeline outlined in Vision 2022 doing enough to discover future Banyana Banyana players as well as Bafana Bafana players? Joining us in studio to answer some of these questions, the country's best reporter when it comes to women's football, Kai FM's very own Busiwa Mukwena. Busi, thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, on the home straight this evening. Thank you for having me, Musi. Always a pleasure to have you, and we've had these conversations for many a year now. I guess the first thing to say is congratulations on the FIFA appointment. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so wh- how did it all happen, and, and what does it mean? Sure. What are you going to do there? Okay. Um, how it came about was FIFA um, contacted like September from the PSL. Um, they informed him that they were looking for a reporter from South Africa to cover Banyana Banyana for the World Cup. And when uh, Lux asked around uh, in um, in the sports report, well, football reporting uh, world in mm-hmm. well, in yes. the journalism circles, yes, yes the football journalism yes, circles, yes, um, uh, the name that popped up was Busiso Mugwena, and I'm sure it popped up every time <laughs> yes, different people he asked. Yes, yes. Um, I think about when Lux told me, he said about five, six people. All of them, they said, Busiso Mugwena. And so, some of these are seasoned journalists yes. working for 20 years and so Administrators forth. Administrators as well in, in sports in the country. Wow. So, yeah, that's, it was really big. And then I sent through my application. And on the same day that I sent through my application, they sent me an email saying, Busiso, we will appoint you. No interview, no nothing. It was, I couldn't believe it. But wow. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Busi. No one deserves it more than you because you have been following women's football ever since I first met you way back when. And uh, this appointment clearly means you know a lot about women's football and we know that you do. So the question we're asking, girls, girls football, before they get to Banyana Banyana, because we've interviewed Portia Modise, we've interviewed Amanda Lamini, we've interviewed Janine Van Veek, We've interviewed Jermaine Sioposeengwe, and they all say that they started playing with boys. They are brothers, they are cousins, the boys in their street. So the question, are girls benefiting from, from this Vision 2022, which intends to focus on talent identification specifically for, for girls? And, and to ask this question, I'm going to go back to December 2017. I remember you gave us a story about the Sunflower Women's Football Club uh, which has done very well to produce young girls for Bantuana uh, and so forth. And their coach at the time, Sebonga Malinga, said he believes that SAFA need to establish relationships with universities around the country in an effort to develop girl football players. Yep. At the moment, South Africa has just one high-performance center that's focused on developing uh, exclusively young fo- female football players. But because the Tux Sports School, which is affiliated to the University of Pretoria, can only accommodate a very limited number of students, Malinga says that uh, this doesn't give enough young girls the opportunity and believes that a way of tackling this possibly would be to uh, get SAFA to have relationships with u- with universities. No, I'm, I'm an institution like, for instance, I'm a, I'm a institution like all, all universities. Yeah, they facilitate my resources to help to develop my young players. So I think USAFA can make an agreement with those, with those my institution just for Ulukunjan to develop my players, especially my Tombazan.
to have that, that relationship so that it will be easy to have a facility and more resources. Mm. So, so is this still the case? Um, is the HPC the only facility that deals with uh, girl footballers? Unfortunately, uh, the HPC is still the only um, institution that deals with uh, girls' f- uh, development. Uh, but there are um, certain academies here and there, mm-hmm. and uh, Girls football leagues, school leagues, um, like Janine's, uh, Janine Van Veek's one, mm-hmm. um, that um, work on developing and having more young girls playing football, either at schools or just also outside of schools. Um, but I think that can be, I don't know, can be better mm. um, if we can get more people involved and maybe establish academies so that um, there's a flow of these players when they start playing at age seven or ten, and then we see them grow and go on on to uh, Bantuana or Basitana until they get to to Banyana. Because most most of the time, um, some of the girls pick up football quite late, maybe around. 15 12 and by the time they get to get a chance to go to uh to play for the national teams um then they're not well developed because mm. they you know they started quite late so i think maybe if we can just see a bit more of um girls uh school leagues in terms of football and then things might become much better i guess the best example then is uh of what you're talking about is someone like linda Mutalo who is from uh, the HPC and we've seen how well she has done. She's gone overseas. She scored yesterday in Banyana Banyana's one-all draw against Jamaica. And is she an example of, and she's quite young, as you're saying. She is quite young. So at, at under, when she was just 20, she was already playing for Banyana. She was the captain of the under 20, uh, which is uh, Basitan. Um, so if we can just, you know, that shows progression because she was doing that. She was playing football at school and uh, with coach um, Cheryl Bortis. Mm-hmm. She's a former national uh, team coach, so she knows exactly how to develop these players. Um, I think there were actually, there are several players who are in the current Banyana squad who were um at uh, the HPC. Uh-huh. Maybe um, give me some more names. Uh, Busisi Wendimeni. She yes. was on the bench yesterday. And she played in the AFCON, in the yes, w- women's AFCON final yes, against Nigeria. Yes, she did. Um, 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 uh, whew. There's, there's several of them. Um, um, I think Tembi Khatlana was also at the HPC. Um, so all the, a long list. Yeah, and, and, and the names you are mentioning are, are names that have made an impact on Banyana Banyana. Temi Khatlana there as well. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Home Straight on Kai FM 95.9. We're speaking to Busiwa uh, Mukwena, who is off uh, to FIFA, uh, working on Banyana Banyana and women's football. We're just picking her brain here on the state of girls' football because certainly my feeling is that uh, we have done very very well in south africa with uh, banyana banyana but uh, but it's it's almost like we have gotten lucky um that uh, a lot of the girls who are playing for banyana banyana now um and maybe those who are a little bit older started playing with boys and so now we need to kind of move to a more directed approach as per safa's vision 2022 to get girls playing uh, playing playing football uh, you speak about schools at that young age Riala Dwaba. 
uh, represented Safa at uh, last year's, um, uh, it was a CAF symposium, CAF symposium yes. the first CAF symposium yes. on women's football. Yes. And this is what she had to say. She spoke about um, the importance of uh, school's football in developing young girls. Maybe create an academy like we have at the, at the High Performance Center where we have placed 25 girls. They stay there, they, and we have seen the benefit of that. I mean, Linda, a girl that went there at 12 years uh, old, uh, she was she was selected for the under 17 in her first year. Uh, at the age of 15, she was the captain of the under 20. Now she's playing for Banyana Banyana. Now she's going to play in America in a professional team. Now she's going to play in America uh, for a professional team. So uh, then the question then, Busisi, where, uh, I guess you've answered it, saying that the HPC is a good model, just like Real Dwaba is saying, uh, but we need more of them to develop more players. The, the, the question then is, how have teams that have been developing players with minimal resources been doing it? Let's look at a team like Sunflower. They had four players in uh, the under-17 team that qualified for the uh, for the, the under-17 World Cup. Yes. That's Yolanda Nduli, Yenzogulhe Ngubane, and the Shamase Twins, mm-hmm. uh, Spumelele and uh, Tubelise. How have they been doing? You spent a lot of time with Sunflower. You've, uh, you did uh, wonderful profile pieces on them. How have Sunflower been able to do it when they haven't got many resources? What can we learn from them? Yeah, honestly speaking, I think... It's by grace. I don't know how they survive. Um, because, for an example, with Sunflower, uh, when they have a game on the weekend, all the girls will go onto camp. And if they have homework, they have to do homework there. And they're traveling as well. Um, sometimes the coach has to take out you know, money from his own pocket to mm. make sure that the girls eat when they are there, when they are there camping, when they are out traveling uh, for, for, for their matches. Um, it's really unfortunate that uh, corporate South Africa is not really biting into women's football because mm. I think with corporate South Africa or sponsors on board yeah. would see more, um, more of our players moving overseas to play there professionally or having you know, the National League uh, finally being launched and have our own professional league here. Um, because uh, along the way, some of the girls just give up. Yes. And then thinking, you know, it's it's not really worth it because... I need to get a job. Week, yes, uh, every weekend. My parents are still supporting me. And how am I going to... I can't leave on, on their support until, you know, for the rest of my life. So, yeah, honestly speaking, I don't know how they survive. Uh, sometimes it's through donations of of the community around those teams, those who actually do see that, you know, these teams are doing well and they pitch in here and there sometimes. Yeah, hey, people have to actually go through, go into their pockets and make sure that um, they run their teams. So with this, it clearly shows that uh, women's footballers in South Africa, those who have made it to the Banyana Banyana ranks are committed because all of them will have been through a lot and we've read your recent pieces in the Mail and Guardian about some of the financial hardships that uh, Banyana Banyana have had to endure from the Federation uh, uh, Bandwana as well, the technical team. It means that all those that are there that Desiree Ellis will name are certainly committed and will put their best foot forward. How do you think Banyana Banyana based on what you've seen and, and, and following them, how do you think they are uh, preparation wise going into this World Cup? Um, preparation wise they are 
almost there. Um, I think mentally they are ready. Um, it's just a few things, especially on the field now, that they have to fix. But in terms of them being like working together as a team and you know being ready for this huge task ahead of them, um, especially you know um, after playing at the Olympics twice, I think now they are ready, um, you know, mentally to to face what's coming. And uh, I, I won't ask you who will be in the squad, but um, because we'll wait for Desiree Ellis in the match against the US. But should we be expecting roughly the same team that performed in the AFCON, many of the same names? Or do you think there'll be uh, a few surprises? Um, I don't think there'll be a lot of changes. So from the squad that started playing in the qualifiers for, for the AWC, the women's AFCON. So... All the most of the players who played against Lesotho in the in the qualifiers for the AWC, um, and those that played at the AWC, and those that are involved right now, um, uh, pretty much most of them are going to be in the squad. I don't think we're going to have a lot of surprises. It's just going to be um, the the regulars, if I can call them that, the ones, especially the ones that went um, to to Ghana for the AWC. Excellent. Busiwa Mugwena, thank you so much for joining us in studio here on the Home Straight. Well done on uh, an excellent achievement and uh, put your best foot forward. We know you will in covering women's football, especially Banyana Banyana at uh, the FIFA World Cup. All the best and thank you. Thank you so much, Musi. Thank you. That's uh, KFM's Busiwa Mugwena. She is off to Zurich to cover Banyana Banyana and no one has covered them more in this country. So Congratulations, Busiwe Mukwena. 25 past 8 on KFM 95.9. Next up, a real legend. He says he's uh, 61, 45 years of experience, but still 16 years old. Israel Morake. Before that, though, on 86 00959 a quick call from Kelvin. Pagachuchu. Hi, Musiwe. How are you? How are you, my brother? It's a pity that you, uh, your conversation is finished with Musisi. I just wanted to ask him some few issues which I still think... Uh, it's part of the problem with uh, progression of the banana banana. Okay, she's here. She's just about to walk out. We'll call her back quickly. So go ahead, uh, ask yeah, the question. Of, that's what. That's some of the things that I started noticing. You see, I mean, if you even watch our soccer, are, are women really giving uh, support to the sport as a whole? Before we can start generalizing if it's men, because of even us, we also find it as a problem. So even when I have to take my woman to the stadium, it's a problem on its issue. How so? How so? How so? Hey, Kiapolo. Hey, hey, it's a my move. I give them to you. It's a problem. But what about maybe your daughter? If your daughter says, whatever sport. And then I remember, as for my side, now one understand? stereotypes. Oh, I understand. So you're saying it's a cultural issue first. If we want Banyana Banyana to thrive, we must change our mindset. Yeah, and women must start going to the games. Even when you watch the PSL games, there are not a lot of women who are in the stands. Mm. You understand? I think somehow, somehow the women also, they have to start supporting the other sisters. You understand? If you check the Banyana uh, Banyana game on Sunday, check the crowd. You understand? Somehow, somehow they, some women would have to start being supporters also. Okay. Fair enough point. Never thought of it that way, Busi.
Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, uh, you're right. When it comes to support, we actually do need a lot of support. Um, I don't know if you had checked with the games that Banyana played uh, in Cape Town early this year and the game played in Durban uh, yesterday. The crowds there are really, really good. We're really good, yes. yes. But when it comes to Gauteng um, stadiums, it's, it's, it's really dry, unfortunately. And sometimes the stadium is just a walk away. You don't need to take a taxi. You, don't, you just cross the street and you're there. But we, we don't see that much of a support. Um, also, I think he's right. The mindset does need to change because it seems as if uh, when, a, when a woman loves football and then there's certain stereotypes about her. Mm, um, oh, now, now she's acting like a man. Yes. And which, I don't know, I, I don't know where that comes from and how that can be remedied. But it, it, it needs to change, firstly, in the homes, uh, the support from the mothers, the support from, from the dads. That's where it needs to change. And that's where they need to start supporting these young girls when they say, you know what, I love football and I want to play it. And then, you know, show them support, go to their games, um, even just for, you know, once a month or whenever you can mm-hmm. buy them those 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 soccer boots or a ball if you know they really want to take part in the sport it just needs to we just need to change our mindset exactly thank you busi and i guess a, a good uh, example is what happens in the us where we have a lot of uh, young girls playing soccer so if we want to do that if we want uh, more girls to play soccer, then those who don't play professional will end up going to the stadium to support their national team. That's what happens in the U.S. And that's what happens with you and I. How many of us are going to support Bafana Bafana because when we're growing up, it's that culture. It's that culture. Thank you, Busio Mukwena. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.